Yeah, yeah, what is good? You already know what time it is, baby. You know the vibes. J Street Vibes in the building. This is your man's Kenny Caraway in the building. This is Jason Jones on those new GM vibes, watching everyone <laughs> go crazy over the, like, as I call it, the sad, I call it sad excitement because the bar is so low for excitement that people are excited because Monty McNair, quote, sounds like a GM. <laughs> well, you know, Monty McNair and I, and look, I have no problem with him at all. I'm, you know, looking forward to what he can do or whatever. But it's funny that people say he sound like a GM. He sounded like a GM off of 2K to me. I mean, it was a lot of cliche answers in that uh, introductory press conference. And look, I don't expect him to come in here and be hellfire and brimstone. And, it's, you know, that's just, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I mean, he sounded 2K-ish. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, what did they once say on the chronic? You talking loud, but you ain't saying shit. <laughs> and I give him props for that. He said a whole lot with saying, while saying absolutely nothing for most of the press conference, which means he's, yeah. a, he's a pro. Because I know I asked him, about, I asked him, you know, what would you tell a guy like Bogdanovich about staying? He didn't answer nothing about that. <laughs> he was like, you know, he's a good, skilled player, and yeah, and he has winning traits. I'm like, that, I asked you, why should he stay? he had that all down like it was like i said it was 2k ish you know what i'm saying any anything that you would expect a gm to say that he went down the checklist and and marked all the boxes off but i mean like i said i don't expect him to be like bogey stinks there's no way i'm spending money on him like obviously he's not gonna say nothing like that no not at all it is what it is man um i think was it was it you that asked the loop question I did ask about Luke, yeah. I asked about Luke. And he kind of gave a pretty definitive answer there about Luke is going to be our coach. I'm with that. I'm good with that. That upset some people, but I'm a good with that. A lot of people, it seemed. But I tried not to get my my perspective off of social media because they tend to be the loudest and angriest. And, <laughs> you know, but I, you know, so at least, you know, that's cleared up. Luke Walton will be the coach next season for those who somehow maybe thought that my name Gennaro would come in and, to start cleaning house. I mean, I think some of it's just obviously contractual and financial. Are you going to pay Luke, what, I think two or three more years of his contract to go right. away and his staff? And also just, Monty's got to get together a front office. I can't imagine having to put together a front office and hire a coach. I mean, yeah. that's a lot going That's a lot going on. And right now you've got assistant GM Ken Catanella and – yeah, and I guess you got some scouts still, but you got you right. got to get you no know, the Kings front office already wasn't exactly the deepest in the league in terms of the number of hires and everyone working, but yeah, they got to get they got to get all that stuff going because you know you got a draft and you know in about two months uh, November eighteenth will be the NBA draft. They're starting the virtual workouts and medical testing. Um, pretty soon so there's a lot of work to be done so i can't imagine monty would want to be trying to hire a coach in the midst of all that yeah i mean i i said on on the radio show man like i i i look at luke and i'm not saying like we've said this numerous times not phil jackson red arbuck rolled into one or nothing like that but i would like to see you know monty come in here and, and give him a true shot 
to be like, all right, let me see if I can work with this guy. Let me see if there's something here, if we can work together or something like that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want it to be the whole cliche thing of new GM. It has to be a new coach. Like, give, I, I'd like to give him a real shot. And if he doesn't go with your vision after a year, a year and a half or something like that, okay, you tried it, but you moved on. But I'd like to see them really try to work together. And that seemed to be the way he was talking. Like I said, I don't expect him to say much different in the introductory press conference, but he seemed to be open to that idea of like, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to working with Luke and, you know, and seeing if we can construct a roster that goes with his style of play or the style of play that we want, things of that nature. So I, I like to see him get an honest shot at trying to keep his job here in Sacramento and see if he can be part of this rebuild. And I'd like to see maybe if he coaches differently with a new GM, because I know a lot of the things they were doing, were things that Vlade wanted to see in terms of let's slow it down and work on our half-court execution. And somebody told me, why are you guys trying to stress out these half-court sets when things break down? You don't have guys that can get their own shot. You know, you're trying to you're trying to run some stuff that requires you to have players, and you ain't got players. Not like that. Right. So, you know, maybe there, I think maybe there will be some changes with a new, you know, I, I just, to me, this is, it's not like, you know, Luke is holding them back from the NBA championship. <laughs> so you know so i just think you know i, I I'm, I'm i'm curious to see how maybe things will look different with different leadership you know i think in a lot of ways luke operated under the no rightfully so hey if the boss is happy we're gonna work with it you know people got mad at luke for uh benching buddy hill vlade divot was in support of that move you know you know and, and <laughs> so there's there's things that that happened that i wonder if maybe going into a new season a new coach not a new coach new gm maybe some different players maybe a different vision because it felt like last season even though the team had finished you know ninth in the west the season before there was still more of a long-term view as if the playoffs would have been great this season but it wasn't going to be the deciding factor if the season was a success you know i I know the fans wanted the playoffs the players, especially the young ones, one of the playoffs, the vets, you know, you, you, a guy like Harrison Barnes, a guy like Trevor Ariza, you know, when he was on the team, I think they realistically knew how far the team was away. And to come into a season saying playoffs or bust may not have been realistic. But yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm open to see what happens. I can't get too worked up either way. You know, I'm not going to go to the extreme of, oh my God, Monty McNair is the best GM they've ever had. We don't know. He hasn't done anything. Yeah. I, I understand people's excitement about new, you know what I'm saying? And especially if you thought Vladi was complete trash, you know, getting at least getting him out of the building and getting somebody new in there is exciting. I get it. Like, I'm intrigued. I'm interested in seeing what Monty can do. So I understand that. But at the same time, I can tell you, I have no idea what Monty, what yeah. McNair is going to be able to do out here. Like, no clue. I have no, I know where he came from, but he could have a completely different philosophy on the game of basketball than anything Daryl Morey had going on. That was just his boss. That's who he worked for. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that's what how he believes in the game of basketball. Right. You know or what I'm saying? Could, so. yeah. Or he could come in and try and trade Marvin Bagley for more guards. <laughs> right, right. And go and, with and Harrison make, at center. You yeah, know, make, for the whole year. yeah, make Harrison a center and make <laughs> and, move, and keep Bogey to move him to the four and Buddy at the three and just yeah, cause right. yeah, yeah. You so, know, so but to, even to that point, the one thing, and I'll I'll maybe contradict myself here a little bit that I am that I am worried about. So he's coming from the Houston tree, and Jason, you know me long enough. Um, 
defense is big in how I think successful teams are crafted in their foundation. I didn't feel like that was the case in Houston pretty much forever since the whole Daryl Morey thing is going on here. And I hope that he doesn't have that same philosophy coming here to Sacramento um, because I just thought they need some toughness and they need, it needs to start on the defensive end and they need to bring guys in that's mentally and physically tough defensively with a defensive mindset. And hey, look, if they win as much as, you know, you know, you, myself, our producer, Rob, before the show, the pre-shows, we were making jokes and talking about how ridiculous Houston is or whatever. Um, as a Kings fan, I would love to go to the playoffs as many times in a row as Houston is gone. They don't have a chance in winning a championship because they don't play no defense and they're not good enough. But damn, let me get to the playoffs and then figure it out later. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, <laughs> it, it, I, I would I would like, you know, that type of success. But. I hope I hope there's more of a defensive philosophy um, in in the way that he constructs a roster. I really yeah. do. Yeah, and one thing I think he mentioned that I think we've heard around these parts for years is the team has to have more consistent effort. Mm. And I mean that that message has gone through multiple GMs, multiple coaches, multiple players, multiple locker room leaders. You know, that's just been. I mean, I. I can probably go find 10 stories a season about quote unquote, our effort, you know, Mm. in the bubble, our effort, our, you know, and you know, you get it in a long season, you're going to have a few games where you just go, they just didn't have it. But it seemed like this team had too many. We just didn't have it games. Like they had like two a week. Yeah. (laughs) And when you only play four or five times a week, that's not good enough. And that's how you get to four 31 and 41. So, right. Yeah, there's, there's a whole we got a whole lot of time before they actually play again. It doesn't sound like they're going to be a new season until sometime in 2021. Yeah, so I don't think they, they say in January. I, look, I'm mentally preparing for maybe the beginning of February because they yeah. want fans in there. So, I mean, I feel like the only way you can guarantee, guarantee getting fans in there in and in basketball is different because it's an enclosed situation. Like I think all these football places, they're getting a little bit of a pass because it's you know it's a stadium. Well. Jerry's world, he just don't give a damn because Jerry is doing whatever. He had like 50,000 at that Cowboys game <laughs> it wasn't in a 50, dome. Was it? it looked like about 50, 55,000 in I there. I think they said, what, 25%? Well, yeah, plus, yeah, I guess when you can, yeah, that's still a lot of people when you, the 25%. No. Right. And the thing is, too, is who wants to be the NBA team and have to announce that one of their fans tested positive, like what happened with the Kansas City game? Mm, you exactly. know, so. So, yeah, so I, I, mean, I say yeah, all that to I say think I think they're going to go mid mid January, early February before they start the season again. So like yeah, like yeah. you said, he's he's got time. We we're not going to have Kings basketball to talk about for a while. Um, but when they do come back, you know he's got some decisions to make on the roster, and and I think one of the bigger ones that uh, you wrote about um, this week was offering the Mac the rookie Max, I guess, to De'Aaron Fox. I think it's a no brainer. You think it's at least worth some type of thought, right? I think it's worth the thought. I think it's needs that it's going to happen and it should happen. But the, to me, this is the type of decisions that when you're a middling franchise, you go through. I mean, the uh, the, the the whole set, setup of these contracts is you're always betting on what that player is going to be with these rookie deals, you know, coming off on, on the extension. And I've had a GM even tell me that probably the best bargain for a team is the first extension 
because you know because of the the years in the league, they can only go so high, and it still gives you enough you know wiggle room to build around that young player. And you know, I've thought about it. Like I said, I believe De'Aaron will and should get you know is going to get the max, and you know some of it to me is, is his talent, some of it's circumstantial. Mm-hmm. The Kings can't afford to piss him off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know you, you can't. You just honestly can't afford to piss him off. You know he's got all and, the leverage, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm your best player. You're not getting someone to sign here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and make this work, you know. But I know one thing. I talk to people around the league and people I know and, you know, who you know who, who watch the game much closer than I do. And they say, you know, talk about it. Are you a franchise player? Or are you the player's best franchise, the best player in the franchise? Mm. And, you know, there are people who would argue that, at this stage, De'Aaron's not a franchise player. He's just their best player. Right. And assuming he continues to develop and grow, that'll be fine in a couple of years. Because now, you know, you're looking at probably an all-star. Worst case scenario, you're looking at an Andrew Wiggins situation where you're paying this guy $30 million and you're like, we ain't a difference maker. Mm-hmm. And I think De- I think De'Aaron can, will be, a, I don't think that De'Aaron's about to be Andrew Wiggins, but it's something that's at least... I think if you're a, if you're a smart front office, you at least have the discussion. Uh, you know, That's you, fair. You, yeah, you have the discussion. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. Right. You know, I, I just think that it's something. You know, there are things to weigh because, and, and some of it's not De'Aaron's fault. You know, you're paying Buddy Hill a lot of money. You're paying Harrison Barnes a lot of money. You, you, you know, you're possibly going at, paying Bogey a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and just say hypothetically, you you, you get a max extension with De'Aaron. That would kick in in twenty one, twenty two, and you say pay Bogey around, even around what the original offer extension was, but four years, about fifty two million dollars. You're looking at between, you're looking at possibly between Buddy Bogey and De'Aaron. What that's what twenty something. You know, you're looking at fifty million dollars or so between three guards. Yeah. And, and then right, you, at, but, uh, Marvin is right after that. Yeah, and do you want to commit that much money? To a collection of guards that might that might not even get you to five hundred. Yeah, now that's crazy. That's you know, crazy. so like, there's a I lot to consider it, yeah. with this. You know, and, yeah. and like I said, some of it's not De'Aaron's fault. De'Aaron didn't give Buddy that contract, but De'Aaron's not taking less than Buddy. De'Aaron's not taking less than Harrison. He's not taking equal to those guys. <laughs> so I think I think it happens. You know, and in my conversations with people, you know. Whether it be from you know league people, people who know De'Aaron, they're all expecting this. That's going to happen, you know. You, you know, you got a guy who wants to be in Sacramento. You know, they're bringing a raising canes to Sacramento, so oh, that makes the, Where is that supposed to be at? I have no idea, but I'm looking forward to it because I like raising canes. You know, yeah, I know it's just it's just Overrated. chicken. Overrated. I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not saying it's 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 great cuisine. I'm not saying that I'm gonna <laughs> you know. I'm not like. I'm not going to die on the Raisin Cane's Hill, but it's good in a pinch. You know, it's good after a night of, you know, adult beverages, you know, <laughs> you know, it, well, it, 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 you know, if, 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 you know, if you partake in the, in the C, you know, the THC substances, it, it, it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll hit the spot for you. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's, you know, you know, top of the line food, but it does, it does the job. The lemonade and the sweet tea is good. Well, look, I'll say this, and this is a quick digression and a quick rant on my part. If when it does come here, I mean, can we please get something in Elk Grove? 
Elk Grove gets absolutely n- nothing. The Thomas <laughs> and Roseville get everything. They they go out and they make now the Thomas just got a nations, you know, a couple of weeks ago or whatever the case may be. They get everything. And Elk Grove, I'm still I'm just choosing between Jack in the Box, Carl's Jr. and McDonald's every night and Wendy's. No, you know what, I mean? what they're like, gonna do is we're gonna go past an Elk Grove and put it in gold. <laughs> they're gonna bypass Elk Grove. Or they're gonna go right. further down ninety nine. They're like, you know what? Nah, nah, nah. We we th- we think raising canes will look really good by Galt High School. Well, they can put it um, next to the casino and the mall that's supposed to, you know, for the last eleven, twelve, thirteen years, supposed to been going up in Elk Grove. So. We'll see what happens. They say that um, the mall is dead. Like, that's never happening. But a guy told me the casino is going to happen. And I'm not a big gambler, but I really hope the casino happens. And then, especially if they have, like, a sports book. Oh, yeah, let's go. I I like to play blackjack, you know. it's like I do, but it'd be going quick. To me, it's like to say, you know, I'll go out, you know, I'll find a cheap table. I'll put twenty, thirty dollars down, and if I lose my twenty, thirty dollars, I'm done. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna sit there until I win my money back. I'm just gonna be like, all right, that was it, you know. And you know, yeah. you know, if I get lucky, like I did in Vegas one year during summer league, I get enough money to get a haircut and some drinks. <laughs> haircut and some drinks. That's a good. I want like a hundred dollars at the tables. That's a good day at the tables right there. Hundred dollars at a three dollar table. Let's go. So you got Fox. And then the other big decision that he's going to have to make right away, I mean, there's decisions moving forward that he's going to have to look into, but then you got Bogey. And I think we were all in agreement that while Vladi was here, that Bogey was probably going to be here no matter what. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's, you know, he hasn't given any, as you talked about in your in, in your question that you asked him and his answer to that question, we really don't have much to go off of about what he feels about Bogey. But I think it's up in the air uh, at this point. It's at least a question on what they do with, with Bogey at this point. Yeah, he's restricted, so he can't go anywhere per, per se. He's not free to leave. If you but, want him. Yeah, if you want him. And then there's the whole issue of... There's a couple of issues. One, does Bogey want to be back? And I think that's a legitimate question. You know, just in some of my, you know, I actually wrote about that this week for the Athletic. Just, you know, there there is question if Bogey even wants to be back. You know, if you think mm. about it, Vlade and Peja were his were his were his boys. You know, they, he was tight yeah. with them. Secondly, Bogey's used to winning, and he's done no winning with the Kings. <laughs> None. And, you know, and then you, you know, then you have just the, for the Kings, the financial implication, how much do you want to, like, tie into De'Aaron, how much do you want to pay De'Aaron, Buddy, and Bogey? But the thing about that, too, is that Bogey doesn't have a lot of options, you know, with the pandemic, teams maybe going to be, you know, going to save money. There aren't a lot of teams that maybe could offer him type of contract the Kings would not want to match, you know, maybe an Atlanta jumps in. You know, they need they they would love probably a bigger guard who can shoot next to Trey Young. You know, may a team like Charlotte's gonna have money, but does Charlotte need a Bogdanovich? You know. Yeah, <laughs> so I, so you know, I don't I don't tough. know if he has I don't know if he has a lot of options. And once he signs an offer sheet, it has to be for at least two years. So if he say he signs a two year thirty million dollar one, just hypothetically, and then the Kings match it, he can't go anywhere for you know, the Kings have him. Yo, know, so it's you know, it, it's it's tricky. You know what, Jason? I mean, this might contradict everything that I've talked about for the last couple of months. But, you know, thinking about it and then going over it again in my head as you talked about tying up all those that money into those three guys, I'm not sure you can do that. 
and you're going to have to make a choice somewhere. I'm not like it's if you could trade, buddy, I think you would. I don't think that's a lot easier said than done. So I'm not going to rely that you can do that. You obviously, in my opinion, give Fox the extension. Yours too. You're not saying he shouldn't, but you give Fox the extension. Yeah. I think you might have to let Bogey walk. Or look at a sign and trade. You got to look. Sign gotta, and trade would be perfect. Like gotta, that would be. Yeah, you got to look at the situation. You know, and I. But think I, I don't. I don't see he, how you bring him back. At the number, you know, if the number is you know too high in the years, I don't think you can do that. I don't yeah, think you how can. Do you, yeah, and how do you bring him back? And say he's still starting, and then you have angry buddy. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> on the you know I mean there's like there's a whole lot that g- goes into that decision I don't think and I really him. like Bogey like I really like him but I just when you talk about timing and leverage well Fox getting his deal I mean I don't think the timing is right for the Kings and Bogey right now you know or then you you know or you look at moving other pieces you know you know essentially Corey Joseph is an expiring deal because his third year is you no. Know, is non guaranteed. It's not you know. It's not fully guaranteed. It has a team option on it. So mm-hmm. maybe you look at that. Maybe you look at it something like, as much as I wouldn't want to do it if I was a uh, in charge of the Kings. That maybe you let Bealitsa go. You don't pick up his option. Yeah, I think I. I, I yeah. But you're, I if you I'm, do that, you got to do that. Yeah, you do that, assuming that you're going to have Marvin. So maybe you right. let you know. I mean, there's ways to do it. I mean, if there's ways to do it, but. When you've got what ninety almost ninety seven million dollars in salary committed to next season already, for a team a team that was five ten games under five hundred, you know it's mm. it's a tough spot for mm. him. You know it's a tough spot to be in because you got some contracts that are going to be tough to move if you want to move them. You know, it's Harrison Barnes based on what he makes. Think about it. For all the crap, say a guy like a Danny Green gets, Harrison Barnes makes way more than Danny Green. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. for some of the some of the guys who get crap for be for be you know you know I, you know people say well Andrew Wiggins is you know it sucks he, you know there's only about a seven eight million dollar I mean I say only but you know they're in the same family in pay you know in pay <laughs> right. and right. it's not like either one of them is in the poorhouse so you know you got to look at all you got to look at everything you know they were right. able to get off a of Deadman's deal last year which helps them but I mean if they'd have kept Deadman this is a team that might be looking at the luxury tax think about that. Oof. Get you know inching Yikes. toward inching toward luxury tax, you know, you know, and then if if that happens, you know, Vivek ain't gonna be happy. Heads are gonna roll if that happens. You're paying the luxury tax, yeah, and talk. you know. So I think, I mean, if I had to bet, I think Bogey's back just because I don't know if he can really go anywhere at this point. But I just I I expect there to be a lot of moves. If if anything, we learned about the people in with the Rockets. They make a lot of moves, and in, the, in the recent years, a lot of those moves were with the Kings. <laughs> so, yeah, right. It, it feels like every so, trade I ever wrote about was involved the Rockets. So, you know, so you, 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 there's going to be a natural relationship there with uh, Monty coming from Houston. So I expect, you know, I expect them to be aggressive in that market. And I, people I talked to around the league will all say, you know, that Monty's going to look to make a lot of deals just yeah. because that's what they did in Houston. That's kind of where he comes from. You can expect him to be willing to. As someone put it to me, throw a hundred ideas on the board and see if maybe two of them stick. Hmm. You know, but you, they're going to try everything. And the thing, the thing about Monty that I think is fair um, when you talk about excitement or you know uh, a positive outlook, what having him here is, I feel like he is maybe more connected and more respected around the league to make these type of moves. You know what I'm saying? Like I think, um, like. 
from everything, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, because you, you probably have a little more insight than I do. But when you when they when teams would look to make a, a deal with Vladi, it was about, oh yeah, how can I get over on him? Now with Monty, it may be a situation where it's like, I respect this guy. Let, let's work something out. You know what I'm saying? Like I respect where he comes from. Is that accurate at all, or is that just kind of media hype or something? Well, part of it was it wasn't even trying to get over on Vladi. It was like he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> you know, we've got to like you know work work with him to figure out how to make this to do this because he doesn't he doesn't know how to do this. <laughs> so yeah. that was the frustration, especially early on. It was just like you talk to people; they would basically say he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, Damn. how do you make a trade with someone who's never done this before and he doesn't have people there who have done it to help him? It's like, what are we right. doing here? You know, and that's kind of the joke of the whole uh, 2015 trade with Philly that basically Sam Hinkie and, and the boys walked him boy through a cleaners, walked him through a trade to screw himself over, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and got and convinced oh, him, was, you know, so. I think one thing Monty will have that you know there's like he'll have the he'll have the relationships already because he mm-hmm. he will have done this before, and he'll you know like I said, he's got the he, so he'll have the connections he'll he'll have that whole thing down he'll know how to work you know work with people this is this, it's not you know like you said he's he's been getting ready for this you know for 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 a while now so I think he'll. If anything, he should be prepared and they won't have some of those gaffes like the Kings had early on in Vlade's tenure where it was like, man, you talk to some agents, they're like, man, he can't even give us a real contract offer. We got to like <laughs> walk him through the contract. Like, you know, and I'm not saying that to make fun of Vlade or shade Vlade. It is what it is. Like, just I, what, I know. would know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? If I, if and, I was the GM today. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah and, and that was shade, one of the flaws so. of his regime. It was like, okay, you can be the, the face of the franchise, so to speak, but get some people in here to help you. Right. And, you know, that didn't happen for a couple of years. I think, to, in my opinion, the Kings are still paying for some of those decisions to not get more people mm-hmm. in to get them help, you know. That's how you do some of the things they've done where you don't have enough scouts or you draft a guy because you know who he is or you know people he knows and it ends up being Papa Giannis. Mm. You know, Jesus. so, you know, you know, there's there's there's, there's a there's a lot that went on and I'm not going to, you know, make this a, you know, trash Vlade session. But, you know, th- these are just the things that got us to this point. And now Monty's got, you know, Monty's got a lot of work to do, to you know, whether it be salary, roster. You know, and the thing is, don't forget this, too. Luke Walton lost his lead assistant. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot that needs to be done yeah. with the Kings, you know, before they start playing sometime in 2021. Let me ask you a quick question, because my partner on uh, D-Lo and KC, Damian Barling, uh, the godfather here at the Be Heard platform, um, he brought up something, and I'm going to just ask you a question. Do you make anything about um, Vivek not being there today? I thought it was. I thought it would have been good if he was there. I mean, knowing how the Kings sometimes think, they might have thought it would be good to keep the attention only on Monty. That's what I. That's that's, that's how you I. You know, I said this is Monty's day. Yeah. Whatever questions you want to ask Vivek about how the Vladi thing ended or Joe Dumars or whatever, I felt like that was for another day. This is this is Monty's day today. Yeah, that's, I, I that's think it would have been. It would. I think it would have been good to have him there. I mean. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been a good look, you know, because, you know, if you're the one who hired him, you know, hey, speak, you know, we'd like to ask you why this is the guy. You know, there's, a, there's still a lot of questions people have about that, you know. In, but. F- in fairness to Vivek, um, so we, you know, we talked about it on the show. And then I think either Damien saw it or somebody sent in a picture. Vivek wasn't at Luke Walton's hiring either. 
So this kind of seems to be his. Yeah, but I mean, he, he just kind of lays it, in the weeds. Yeah, but if GM He's turning into the too. Al Heyman, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but he's trying GM to turn into the Al Heyman of the NBA of the of the Kings here. You yeah, and I, and, I, and I do understand his point of view too. You don't, you know, Monty McNair's been an employee for a week. People are asking him about the last 10, 13, whatever years <laughs> of the Kings. He hasn't been here for any of that. Yeah. You know, how do you get this team out of the into the playoffs? He's like, hell, how do I know? I got here the other day. <laughs> right. I, just, I, I don't even know how to get to my office. I don't, I don't know how to get to Golden One Center yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm living at the, I'm living at the hotel next door. I don't know where. <laughs> you'd be lucky I know how to get into this place, you know. I don't so, know where Raising Canes is, all right? Leave me alone. Right, you know, he's like, you know, and he's like, you know, I'm trying to find out. He said, you know, I'm trying to find in and out, you know. And, <laughs> Yeah. You know, because Monty is from California, he so made he got mis- love. He know what time it is. He, got he love made the for he made the mistake of saying that De'Aaron is wrong about Whataburger. Of course, we all know De'Aaron is right because Whataburger That's is cap. good and In and Out's overrated. But we were not going to go there. Big cap. Uh, no, 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 no. It's true. It's true. I'm, if, if Kurt so, Angle would say it's damn true. <laughs> so, so you. Big deal, no deal, little deal that Vivek wasn't there. I, mean, I think it's, it's, a, I think it's like, a medium. I think it's in the middle. I could see it okay. either way. I, w- I think it would have been good for him to be there, mm-hmm. you know, just because, of, you know, so much is said about him and his role in this. I think it would have been good to him to basically say, hey, you know, this is my guy, but, you know, but maybe with the statement they released last week, that they felt was the best. So I'm not going to make it. I mean, I would have liked it for my own personal, personal reasons, my own selfish reasons. To be able to ask him some questions about it, but you know, I don't think I don't think in the big scheme of things that that's the most <laughs> that's the biggest issue the Kings had that Vivek wasn't there. You know, depending you know and, and you know, given in the past he's had a penchant for kind of going off on his own rant, so to speak, and that's looking <laughs> to the talking points. It might have been safe. He <laughs> yeah. might have messed around and said something like, "You Vivek know, want to say nothing no more." Ever since, yeah, I think it was. What was a USA Today article or something like that? Oh, yeah. Where he forced Jeff like Petrie out of retirement <laughs> to come out and dispute stuff. I, mean, I don't I even, know if yeah. I've heard Vivek say anything since then. Since, the only thing he came out and said was uh, the Stephon Clark game when they when they shut down the arena. That was the last time I feel like yeah. I've heard Vivek. I, I interviewed him uh, this past season after the team went to Folsom Prison about mm. their social justice. So I've talked to him about stuff like that. You know, he's not yeah. hiding, you know, but... He's no longer the everly accessible guy he was before where I can, you know, they never knew what he was going to say, you know, and I think the the whole Michael Malone press tour did more harm than good. <laughs> and also famously, or maybe infamous in my own little world, made Chris Malone's wife mad at me. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> getting trolled on, getting trolled on Twitter by a Hall of Famer's wife. That was, that was uncalled for. That it was because I didn't do it. She was mad at what I quoted Vivek as saying because Vivek said Chris told her to fight, told him to follow fire Malone, and she's like, "No, he didn't." I'm like, "Well, I didn't say he did it. Vivek said it." Right. <laughs> so yeah, it is what it is. Fun times yeah. around on J Street, or at that point, yeah. it was at it, we were at. Uh, you guys were still in, in, a, in the Tom- Boulevard or whatever. Yeah, we were what still in the Thomas back then. Yeah. I don't I don't remember that ad- that address. I just know it was no the Thomas. Senate was it something Parkway? I think it something was like Arena that, Parkway yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. So you know, the, the Vivek wasn't around uh, on the radio show. I, you know, we extended the offer for Vivek if he ever wants to speak his mind to come on D'Lo and Casey. But you know, if he wants more of a 
you know, uh, intimate setting, more of a long form setting, you can always come on J Street Vibes. You yeah, know what I mean? That, that, that could happen you know? too. Anytime, you know. Anyone want to come chat? You know, we're here. You know, absolutely. We'll be fair. We won't attack. You know, we won't. We won't troll you. We won't ask you. You know about the jazz band and all that stuff. And <laughs> this is a this is a a, a friendly setting here, man. This yeah, is, you know we you know, yeah, we, you know we're we're good nice people. You know no trouble. No no that's trouble starting. You know, but I guess it's almost time for us to get up out of here pretty soon. So. Yeah, yeah. We got to slide before Any- before I slide. I got to ask you. I mean, uh, power episode three. Um, Tariq is getting involved now with the Mary J. Blige's cartel. He's, he somehow got in the cartel. One of, I guess one of the more powerful cartels in, in, in all of New York City. He just was able to walk in there. Man, he's he's his father's child. <laughs> Definitely you know, is. You know, cha- you know, no. And then my gr- then the professor with, with the Shout ex out to next, the professor with the, with the ex next door triggering her, triggering her with the sex she could hear through the wall. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, she's a sex addict and her ex is next door wearing someone out against the wall. I said, oh my God, this is just, this is just awesome. This is awesome content. I was watching that with my girl. I was, I was like, wow. I said, she is so triggered right now. She had to get up at the office like, oh no, let me pack my shit up and go. Speaking, speaking, speaking of what, uh, what we watch with our girl, you know what I watched the other day with my girl, my fiance, good old, good old P Valley. Oh man, that's the that's the show. <laughs> Shout that's out to show. P Valley. I'm I'm late, you know. I'm not. I'm I'm at like the third episode right now or whatever. No, but okay. Shout out to P Valley, man. I was yeah. I was I was quasi. Well, I don't say teasing, but you know, I I, I told my girl she kind of looks like Brandy on. You know, uh, she kind of looks like Mercedes. <laughs> she was like, you know, you know, because you know, and you know, in real life, the the actress who plays Mercedes is a Delta. My girl's a Delta. So I was like, see, maybe y'all like. Distant cousins, you know. She looked at me like I need to, you know, like shut up. Okay. <laughs> the funny thing is, so I've I've seen all well the the th- the main three girls, um, Autumn, Mercedes, and uh, Mississippi. Um, I've seen their Instagram, and I mean, look, they're they're actresses. They're doing a great job. I'm not by any means saying that they're like strippers or nothing like that. It's actually a testament to what they do on the show. Like you look at them like, oh, the strippers, but they're so conservative. Like in real life, it seems like, <laughs> you know, if you go to their Instagram, like they're, they're very, you know, these Queens that are just very pristine and everything. And then they, they play these strippers on the show. It's just a great contrast that I got. Yeah. I got to kick strippers. out. I respect strippers. They're great Absolutely. Athletes. They're actually very good athletes. And you know, uh, dog. So look, I was t- talking to my girl about this. I'm never, I don't never going to try, but I'm amazed by what they can do on the pole. Like, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they like literally just or have their whole body up there and they're spinning around. Like, I don't know how core they do strength. that. Core strength. But core how strength. do you keep spinning? I have no idea. It's, you know, one of the seven wonders of the world. You know? <laughs> and I, and, and once, once we're allowed to go outside again, you know, you know, you know, post Rona one day, I will maybe perhaps go visit an establishment where they are dancing on a on said pole and maybe write a story about it. Like, ask them, <laughs> how are you doing that? Like, wow, it's amazing. It really is a bad, yeah. I have no idea how they do it. That that's yeah. some good stuff, right there. Yeah, one so. last thing before we go, though, um, I would ask you about them Clippers, but you know, oh um, my gosh, Jason, what can be said about Jason? The I had yeah. to call him on the phone after that collapse. That was 
One of the more embarrassing things I've seen to in paraphrase NBA history. Dave Chappelle, what can be said about the Clippers that hasn't been said about Afga- Afghanistan? They are bombed <laughs> out and depleted. What a joke and embarrassment to the city of Los Angeles. Go, go ahead then your boy, then your boy Trev had the nerve to jump on the Twitter and try to clown the Falcons for blowing a lead. <laughs> Talk about no self awareness. <laughs> Of any like all of y'all on that team should turn off all your your social media until yeah, like yeah. Christmas or something exactly. and post like a Christmas photo until something until basketball season's over. All that should be posted is like please it. vote or something. <laughs> right. Don't post about anyone losing a game. <laughs> you, you, you guys are banned from doing that. You know, then those weak ass excuses they came with. Oh my you know, gosh. we we never we had tired. chemistry. You we had chemistry to go up fatigue. three to one. Stop it. You had chemistry to laugh at Dame when he missed the free throw. It really was embarrassing. Yeah, you it know, really but was. now we disgusted. got the, now we got you know you know uh, Miami up three one you know and trying to ruin my Lakers Celtics dream matchup in no, Orlando. It's gonna be ruined, and I think Miami. I'm not. I'm not. Look, no disrespect to the Lakers, or really, I should just give no disrespect to the Nuggets at this point because I've disrespected them at every turn. And you have, and then here they are, two one. Got a chance to even it up at two two tomorrow. Well, you guys will hear this today when they get to play but um the heat could win it all bro yeah to me you get to this the heat point can and win the championship to this point you get to the final four any of those teams left can win it so i'm not counting anybody out i think it's going to be a good i thought the lakers would beat denver i thought it would go six you know it's kind of you know for la people it's kind of nerve wracking it's a sweep i had it i had it i had it in six maybe i said if the lakers got rolling maybe five i just i like michael malone too much to say he's ever going to get swept and I just mm. think that team is, you know, is tough. I mean, they don't. You're gonna have to kill them. They're not gonna quit. They're not no. the Clippers. No, no, no. <laughs> they're this, this not the gonna. Truth. They're not gonna quit. They're not gonna yeah. lay down because they're down by eight points like the Clippers did. Absolutely. You know. So I mean, you're gonna have to kill them. But you know, I think that's gonna. It's, it's, it's been a good series. I think. I'm. I wouldn't. I'm not. I don't think Boston's gonna come back. But I don't think. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Boston at least gets it. Gets it to six. You know, yeah, but I, I don't want to you know. close the door on Boston just yet either. While I do think Miami can win the world championship for sure, I know it's 3-1. I, I'm not closing the door on Boston. I'm really not. I don't yeah, know I'm why. And then especially with this BAM injury, we don't know what that is. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he misses a game or two. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah we'll I got my see. eyes we'll on We'll see. It. You know, we'll see. But, you know, yeah. Put some respect on Michael Malone's team. You know. One one day, one day, well, hopefully we're never in a bubble again, so I don't want to say it like that. But one day we can be getting shots into the uh, into the press box or, you know, into the suite or in the hallway of Monty McNair as his Sacramento Kings go up 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals. Maybe okay, one day. Well, let's, okay, let's you know, put the edibles <laughs> down, man, whatever you're on. You know. Oh, wow. <laughs> You know, you know. Let's not get carried away. Let's see can they at least one day. Let's let, let's not let's let's wait. Let's let's see if they can not tie the Clippers from missing the playoffs for 15 straight years. Oh, you no, know, I think that's inevitable. I, I I do too. You know, I. But at know, least but, we have a gold. We got we got a gold tag. The Clippers don't. Yeah, that's true. Even though the gold tag came like eight decades ago, with Still like got four. It. Like four cities ago, people <laughs> still mean, got it. People in Sacramento, are like, what do we have that on the damn New Jersey for? What do we get a gold tag for? Where the hell we ever win? You know, I was like, got who? That gold tag, baby. yeah. Let's so, go. Yeah, it's all good, but yeah, we'll be back. You know, next week. You know, I'm pretty yeah. sure by then the Kings will have done something, or even if they haven't, we'll still know? be here. 
We'll, we'll, you know, you know we got then, power to talk about. Yeah, you know, maybe NBA. I'll get even more caught up on P Valley. We got the NBA Finals on the way. So yeah, well, there's we got a, there's Raising Canes. We got Raising Canes. We will promote. find out where Raising Canes is. We will find you know, out. Maybe one sure. day we'll do a show from Raising Canes. Yeah, make you got to make De'Aaron Fox happy. Make Raising, you know, keep you know, <laughs> put, put Raising. Folsom. Don't he live in Folsom now? I don't know where he lives, but put it by his house. Make him happy. Don't give him yeah. any reason to leave. Put him in his know? backyard. Imagine that headline: De'Aaron Fox signed with a team that where Raising Canes is readily available. <laughs> Signs at Raising Canes. That's yeah. What the press by the way, before is. we go, congrats to De'Aaron it's on on the on the social medias. He got engaged. Yeah, yeah, man. To congrats a former Cal Bear, mind you, you know, go Bears. You know. Okay, okay, you know, you okay. Know. He's in the family now, man. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the family by default. You know, go Bears. You know, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, congratulations on that. Congratulations. I don't want to be creepy, but um, you know, I. I I, I'm family with the guy that that helped him out with this. He got a new he got a new home too. You know what I'm saying? De'Aaron got a new home, man. So congratulations well, on all man, that. You know? yeah. Before the extension, before the bag, <laughs> right. look at him. But he, his bag right. is yeah. He, he's got a, he's laying got a roots nice bag out home. here, man. He's laying roots, man. That's what yeah, I like. They, to, hope they don't, don't do nothing. That the last guy tried to lay roots out here. Man, trade him at the All Star game. Please don't, Jesus. <laughs> Straight up during the All Star game. Monty won't do that to you, De'Aaron. Don't worry, he's not gonna do that to you. Hope not. So. All right, folks. All right, y'all, man. y'all be good out there. Uh, you know. Also, keep... you know, we we gotta get the plugs in, man. Uh, twelve to noon or twelve to two every weekday. ESPN thirteen twenty. Do on KC. Check me out. Uh, Jason, where can they find your stuff? Let them know. Oh, at theathletic.com. You know, y'all can find us both on social media. And I do want to say one other thing too before we go. Uh, shout out to my. Uh, Folks over at Sack High saw on Facebook one of their former assistant coaches, Donnie Ross, passed away. So Oof. I wanted to send send Man. my condolences to the to the, to the you know Ross family, the yeah. Sack High family. You know, I covered high schools in Sacramento for a few years, and a lot of the the people I covered over there ended up being like family because you know the mm. players are so young. I mean, I was in my twenties; they were calling me Mister. I'm like, don't call me that. We like the same music. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm 23, I'm not 43. Now I'm yeah. now I'm 40, almost 42. But you know, you know, just you know, just you know, you know, send my prayers and best over to the people over, in, you know, my people over there in Oak Park. And uh, like I said, uh, Donnie and his, you know, his 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 loved ones as well. And you absolutely, know. absolutely, R.I.P. for sure, man. So we're gonna get up out of here. We will be back next week, probably. So yeah, you know the vibes. You know what it is, man. It's, yeah. it's Kenny Carraway. It's Jason Jones. We're about to hear. Peace.